Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. I'm Amy Stevenson, and today I'm talking to Churid Bovik, who's a scientist and a researcher. She's finally proven what we've been saying for ages, which is that horses can communicate with humans, But not only that, she says that horses can tell you if they want their rug on or their rug off. This is Horse Hour. There's been a study out that's literally gone viral on the internet about how horses can communicate with humans, which we all know as equestrians and we've known for a long time. So my guest today, I'd like to welcome Churid Bovik. And she is, well, we call her a scientist. How are you, Churid? Hello, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So you, you used to be a scientist. Now you've gone into the research element. How can I say I'm, I'm a former scientist, used to work a lot in research. And now I know I don't want to write articles. I want to do all the stuff, but I don't want to write them. It's too boring. I want to be out with the animals. Uh... So, yes, you can call me scientist, but it's not like office scientist. I'm practical scientist. Oh, I like that. That's good. You like to be yes. hands-on. Yes, hands-on. I like animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating because this study that you released has, has literally gone into all the major newspapers, into all the mainstream media, and, and it's fascinating. Um, can you explain about the report that you wrote? Yeah, I, I think actually maybe people are somewhat... Uh, people who work with animals know these things. They know they can communicate, but they have never had sort of seen it written on paper. And everyone who does not, uh, you know, work with animals or live with animals, they are somewhat surprised. Hey, can they actually have an opinion about things? I think it's somewhat uh, there. It's uh, intriguing for most people and why we get so such attention. It's really, yeah, it's exploded. Because <laughs> we, we've been shouting from the rooftops for years that we know that we have a special bond with animals. They can remember us. I mean, so let's just have a brief highlight of, of what your study said. It said that horses can learn to use symbols boards for communication with humans. Horses mm-hmm. could tell if they wanted to put a blanket on or have a blanket taken off or stay unchanged. They The speed of learning was varied and all horses performed well within two weeks of training. And then finally, this is really interesting, training was successful for 23 out of 23 of the horses of various ages and breeds. Mm. So now I've done the highlights. Tell me how it went. What made you come up with the idea of, of finding out if a horse knows if it wants its rug on or not? 
This is actually quite funny because uh, I was uh, contacted by my uh, colleague uh, Arthur, so or my uh, the, the ones who, who put this study out with me, and they said we have a puzzle, we have an idea that horses can do this, but we don't have a clue how to sort of uh, how to show this. And it was so fun because I was like hearing about what they were wondering, puzzled about, and I was actually realizing that I was talking to them, saying, "Oh, the hard part is not." making the animals show it it's how you put that into science you know yeah. because then we actually we, we it's really a good joint venture because i don't see the problem with with uh, making them show it it's just to be clever on training and reading horses and on the other hand you know all this uh, you know which uh, statistics to use and how to put up the, the the study i mean it's really a good joint venture and Actually, I think it's quite intriguing, even for uh, being experienced horse persons, that we might have an idea what the horses want to show mm-hmm. and what we think they will show. And this actually shows it's sometimes not as clear as we thought. It's fascinating because we all know, you know, people that have horses know that when the horse mm-hmm. is stamping his foot and nudging his bucket towards you, he's hungry. Mm-hmm. He knows it's feed time. He's he's communicating mm-hmm. that with you. And, um, and you know, horses that, that run away when you go to put their rug on, it's very clear that <laughs> they don't want their rug on them. Are you horsey? Have you had horses yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I run a stable and have, uh, you know, at, at any given time, I have between three, four or five horses. So you're very experienced. Yeah, and sort of animals training, you know, dogs and yeah, a lot of animal, a lot of animals in my life. Yes. So what type of breeds? How did you select your breeds for your study? Actually, we just um, thought it was very interesting to see the typical breed that people have. So we both have you know, really highly competition horses. That's really, you know, high levels. Mm. And we also have just like the normal pony that can be found around the corner, you know, for a kid. So it's really all of them. We did not want to have any, you know, certain breeds or certain, we just want to show the, show the normal common variation of horses. So did you have maybe a new forest pony? Did you have an Arab? Did you have a warm blood? We had Arabs. Uh, we had um, small. Uh, uh, up here, we have more, you know, Gotlandsrus. That's more typical Scandinavian pony, <laughs> but it's sort of similar to the the New Forest. Yes. So those ones have a maybe a, a thicker coat, so they might not need yes, so many absolutely. rugs, and they can deal with the the weather a bit better. Oh yeah, and we have some <laughs> Norwegian breeds, and for sure, they look like teddy bears in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you talk me through the process then of, of the plan of what you taught them and how you taught them? Yeah, first of all, we needed to have some kind of sign. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's very important to have the right kind of sign. We can't have a sign that's meaning something to the animals from the beginning. Like, for instance, a bucket. A horse would go to a bucket, of course. Mm. So we really needed to put some attention into uh, what, what kinds of symbols. And then we had to make the horses aware they were symbols and then we had to make the horses aware of what the symbols meant you know some mm-hmm. kind of idea and that has to be like one at a time it's really you know step by step learning process and when the horses seem to know that these symbols meant something and they actually were supposed to approach them because that's also a, a training just to have them approach and touch it mm-hmm. in the right manner not to just flip them around and all that <laughs> Then we had to make them understand the symbol meant the same thing, regardless if it was inside, outside, high, low, you know, mm. that's called, what we call plasticity. They understand it's the same meaning no matter what. And then 
we when we was like 100% sure they knew that this actually had a meaning and if you choose this you, for instance symbol you get your blanket on and then you will be warm if you're inside and you have chosen something you know to maybe a bit stupid you know if it's warm it's mm -hmm. 20 degrees you know celsius and you put on a very big blanket you're actually very warm very stupid you learn this is not clever to do <laughs> so we had to do some tests to make them aware of that did this happen um, in the beginning? So when you first started the training, did the horses choose the, the rug or the blanket and they got hot? How did they then learn that consequence? We actually had to let them stay with the blanket on to feel heat. Same vice versa. We had some, um, you know, I, I always like to compare them with dogs because I work with, a lot with dogs and most people actually understand dogs a bit better. Mm. You have the slow retriever. He's learning somewhat good, but he's, you know, a step-by-step -step learner. And then you have the border collies. Yes, come on, give it to me. <laughs> and they're really all over the place. And we have the same thing in horses. So we have some really, they want to try all they, they just, in the beginning, they all over the place. They choose and they flip blankets and they're, they're really all over the place, just like at the action. And of course, these horses, they had to know if you just want the action of taking the blanket off mm. and it's below zero, freezing outside, uh-oh, there's a bit cold. <laughs> and then we actually give them a choice to put them on, of course. We don't freeze the horses. But they have to know that blanket off is actually cold, but if it's uh, it's uh, cold outside. It's so, so exciting. You did all of this in two weeks with only 15 mm. minutes a day training. Yeah, but you have to sort of, uh, a lot of people think the more the merrier, but with training, it's a lot better to be well prepared, really, really focused and have few repetitions. That's high quality. If you compromise on quality, you will have to have a lot more repetitions and that's time and then you have longer learning. Mm. So that's what's actually, I, I had really very skilled people with me and we was really setting, you know, step-by-step -step moments or, or things to be done and we never pushed our luck. Mm. If we knew that the next step could not be succeeded, you know, with a certainty of 99%, then just leave it. Better with one or two steps. And all horses, all the horses, all the breeds responded in the same way? No, that's what actually I find quite funny because I really like, some are, you know, slow learners, step by step by step. <laughs> you know, it's like a diesel train. Da, 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 take the time. And then we have the small jet engines. They're really, it's really, they, they sort of understand something and they immediately want to try out. What can I do with this? How can I, you know? Mm. So they really, uh, it's really a, a, quite a big task to be ahead of understanding what they will try. So we don't sort of lose them. Yes. We, we have to be ahead of them all the time with the next step because we'd rather have them try the next correct step instead of starting to do a lot of strange things. Yeah. So part of this then, you said that um, you'd like for equestrians to be able to teach their own horses these symbols um, so mm -hmm. that we can communicate better with our horses. Mm -hmm. how, how, what was your technique? Did you use treats? Did you use carrots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. We, we always, um, I am really into positive reinforcement because it, it's not like, uh, of course, it's very good for, you know, the mentality and the health of the animal. But it's so much more fun 
to be together with animals that's happy and positively mm-hmm. reinforced. And proven fact, no debatable, it's actually much faster progress. You need to take your time and be prepared, but if you're really, if you know what you're doing, much faster progress. So whenever they did something, whatever, whenever they did something that was within the steps that we have planned, there was a reward each and every time. How did you get them then to um, choose? Okay, example. My <laughs> horse will do anything for a carrot. He absolutely mm-hmm. loves it. So it's you've got to teach them consequences, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they do something good, then they get a reward for it. But yeah. how with yours, it's so detailed and so in-depth. How do you mm-hmm. get them to choose the right symbol to have the consequence of being warm or cold and not just for the treat? Oh, yeah, but it, it's sort of um, um, you get the treat anyways. Ah, okay. So no matter what they yeah. chose, they got the yeah, treat. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, you are, you, you are into, in the, in, at some point, of course, they had to choose blanket on if they wanted blanket on and, and then the treat, the correspondent treat when we started to check for the symbols. But when they were in the choice, in the test, they would always get the same. Then it's not my opinion to say whether they chose wrong or not. We mm-hmm. call that the point of no return. At some point, we knew the horses knew, and then we start to trust them. And then they actually, the same things, exactly the same things happen. The only thing different is blanket on, same situation, blanket off. And the horses, I mean, they actually showed us in the results. Jared, what Perfect. did you think at that point when you know that you're communicating with these horses are telling you what they want? I, I bet you just wanted to scream and shout. <laughs> no, I actually, I, that's actually, I think everyone's so sort of, wow, wow. And I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> we know this. <laughs> we do know this, but you so, have now proven it. And that's what's so exciting. Yeah, yeah it, it actually is. No, I, I sort of start to to realize when we get phones from New Zealand and from UK and from US and it's like we st- I start to realize that okay maybe not everyone was aware we could do that <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's actually uh, the, it's a sort of the same method they use for clicker training for dolphins for dogs mm-hmm. it's a sort uh, sort of same methodology you use a target you use a, uh, you use specific symbols and you actually the problem is to read the horses right and to be step by step, you know, clear enough for the horses. So what's your next step then? Are you going to bring out some courses of how to train, how to train your horses? <laughs> you know, I actually been asked so many times about that now. And I, I am not for that. I, I really wish I could do that. But I'm actually, that is not my thing. I, it's more other people may, may do that. And it's also a very good written recipe how to do this in the article. You just have to be sure for two things. Someone who knows their horses and can read, understand horses and are 100% purely positive training. There is not a room for no, no, don't do this in this kind of training. So how did you do it, Jared? Can you talk us through the, the exact, say we wanted to go and do this with our horses. How, where would we start? Find a horse. <laughs> Find a symbol. You start actually just with, the, with one symbol and a horse and you actually do it inside in the box. It's actually the more easier because it's not so much a place to move around. And you hold up the actual symbol. In the beginning, it doesn't mean anything to the horse. So it's really regardless of what of the symbols. It's just important. It's a symbol. 
and you hang up the symbol and you look curious to the symbol. You, if your horse is a bit sort of just standing there, you can take a small slice of carrot and rub it on the board so it will sniff on the board, some kind of attention on the board. And you just, yeah, and carrot, reward it. So, and you repeat sometimes. This may take sometimes four, five, six, seven times. Hang up the board, touch, sniff the board, big cheering, reward, board down. And then the horses start to understand, oh, yes, this board is something. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Especially about this board. You know, simple <laughs> yes. as that. That's yeah. the start. And then you actually introduce two boards. And then you start to take blanket off, blanket on. And you need to be two, two persons for this step. Because when you hang up the uh, symbol for blanket off... The horses, of course, have the blanket on, mm. touch the board, and you just take it off. Lots of cheering in carrots, and vice versa, on, off, on, off, two, three times. So the horses actually start to realize there are different symbols. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, you move the signs a bit different places. Then at some times, you have the same boards and you start to see whether the horse understands the blanket is on me now I have to go to the blanket off for the carrot mm-hmm. you follow that's that's a big step yeah then they start actually to realize there are different symbols at, at that point what if they yeah. go for the wrong symbol what do you do then you actually just wait because then the step is not touching the board right the step is I have a blanket, I take blanket off. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we don't have the no change of blanket. No, we're just training them to do, you know, like uh, uh, some kind of guinea pigs, red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. You yes. know, just to, they have no clear thinking of what they want. This is not about preference. This is about wanting carrots, signs off, on, off, on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then we start to introduce preference because at this point we just had the blanket fast on off so they're not sort of 
if horses are not, if they're healthy and don't have any, you know, all these horses were healthy. But of course, if someone had a pain in their back, they would not like a blanket on off all the time. So the horses have to be fit and, and healthy, of course. Yes. Because that will be biased. And not be afraid not. of the rug or afraid yeah, of yeah, thinking around this. them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If they're afraid of people, it's uh, not a good study for them. But um, at some point, we then start to have them outside and use the climate and also introduce the no change sign. That must be the hardest one to try and explain that to them. Is so hard. That's a critical point. And that's when we also, if they take sort of um, not too clever choice, like for instance, I'm a young horse, my, he's called Blue. And he's actually described in this study. He is one of these, you know, the the kind of border collie horse <laughs> that really he's he's a junkie for doing all kind of strange things, and he actually so many times just wanted the fun of it. So he, I'm sure, on deliberately he actually took the other things uh, just to see what happened <laughs> or something. He is just like you. You can just spot in his eye. He is full of uh, humor, and then he actually had to freeze two times. Did he? And then he actually, yeah, yeah. And he was running around and it was cold. I don't know, it was snow and windy. And it was, and he actually, in the end, he, you could see that he was standing beside the gate looking for us to come and let him choose to have the blankets <laughs> on. And then I learned my lesson. <laughs> never again, never again. And since then, he, he selected the correct symbol. Yeah. So, yes, wow. Yes. So, yeah. how did you get them to do the no change section? Because there's no there's no obvious consequence for them picking no change, is there? The, the context is if you are outside, it's cold, you know you have a um, sort of understanding of weather and climate. Horses are used to this. I mean, they've survived for generations with climate. And mm. in Norway, for sure, we have a lot of that. <laughs> so they are standing with the blanket on and they have some kind of idea. I don't want to take the blanket off. Some of these horses were even shaved, you know, competition horses. Mm, yes. They don't want to have a nude back in that <laughs> weather. So they are actually standing there, and there's the symbols hanging in front of them. One says blanket off, and they know they don't want the blanket off. And there is this other symbol that's actually nothing. It's a clean slate, you know, nothing. Mm. And then you actually see they, it's, all the horses, they were really like puzzled for some seconds, and then you could actually see it dawning. That one does not take off the blanket. Amazing. So they actually, yeah, they actually, you see the, the idea generated. That one is the one that's not making problems. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. but it's really like that. Yeah, they're so cute. They're so cute. <laughs> I wonder, mm. I wonder how detailed you could go with this. I mean, imagine if, because sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's it's warm, but it's raining. And some horses mm. like a, a mm. lighter rug because they don't like to get wet, but they don't want to get hot. Mm. I wonder mm. if you could go for an extension from this into more detail and getting them selecting the right rugs that they'd really like. So a thin rug or a lightweight or a heavyweight. Yeah, we, we, actually, uh, we actually saw some things that we thought was so interesting that we we are really trying to pursue that for for in the future mm. because it's a lot of uh, things to be found and also we, we even saw some things with you know with exercises that you know preferences do vary a bit yes but it's really to be proven 
to what extent. And I think it's really also, if this is um, somewhat used, if people get this, uh, some people actually are able to use this, they will learn a lot about their own horses. I, I mean, I have had many horses for many, many years, and I still learned a lot about my horses because there are some sort of borderline climate things, you know, like you said, when it's uh, a bit warm, but it's windy and rainy. Mm. Then I have horse. I have horses that actually prefer to go without blankets. But if it's rainy and much amount of wind, they prefer to have the blankets on. Yeah, how funny. Yeah. But the cold one is very cold. No, better with no blankets. The wind and some kind of rain or drizzle with snow, that's worse. I think we all knew that um, we can communicate and they can tell us to a degree what they wanted. You know, when it starts to get colder, they stood by the gate waiting to come in, waiting to have their rugs put on, mm. waiting for their food. Whilst in the summer, they're nowhere near the gate because they've got all the grass that they need. Um, mm. But it's fascinating to know the the depths of the intelligence. So we knew they were intelligent, but for the fact that it's proven, I think just it gives us all a... Well, we've been telling you that for ages, <laughs> you know, it's just, it yeah. just helps us because so many people say, well, what's the bond? So many non-equestrians say, what's the bond that you've got with this horse? Like, I don't understand it. They're not, you know, they're just there for, they're not that intelligent, but actually they are. And we could see it in their eyes. I used to say for years, you know, there's something in, my horse is called Blackjack. There's mm. something in Blackjack's eyes. He knows that he was saved. Because he, he was saved. Mm. He had a pretty horrific mm. life. Um, he knows that he's saved. And I know that he's grateful. And I know that he trusts me. Um, I can just see it in his eyes. And not a question to say, don't be ridiculous, Amy. Like, you can't see it in his eyes. But you've proven that you can. You saw that horse actively blue, actively thinking. You could see mm. it in his eyes, actively thinking about and making a decision. Who knew oh, yeah. that horses yeah, yeah, could yeah. be decision makers? It's amazing. Um, I think also if you worked a lot with different horses, you see these kinds of personalities. It's done a lot more of that in dogs, but I find it's very sort of the same thing as when dogs. You have really like in humans, different personalities, different ways of approaching things. And also different ways of, you know, for instance, with your blackjack handling things that's been a bit bad in the past mm -hmm. and, and so I think it's really, um, to what extent we have proved a lot of things. <laughs> we have proved blankets on off and they know symbols. But, but it's, um, I have always been puzzled about people into, uh, okay, so if people, other people are too intelligent, you will not consider them because you will not consider a horse because you think them unintelligent. I, I never underst understood that because it's a live it's a live animal. Mm. Of course, if you if you if you're alive and you can live in groups, of course you can communicate. I, I sort of I have always been more puzzled about that side that you're you think that they are not to be communicated with. Why not? Sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now this communication can help the relationships that we have with our horses. Um, I'm presuming it will help with any training that we do in the future. Oh yes, I, I really. That's actually I think one of the things I hope will happen that people start to communicate more and also look for the preference within the horse. Because now I think it's a lot of people just saying, oh, it's rainy, I want a big jacket, okay, I put a big jacket on my horse. Mm. And maybe you have the one horse that's actually hating to have big, big jackets. Uh, some horses, uh, they prefer not to be shaved and want to run about with, 
no blankets. And I also see a lot of uh, horses, if they have not properly adjusted blankets, they actually cannot move with the same, uh, you know, kind of movements that they should have. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it's I think it's a lot more to it than what people normally think about putting blankets on horses. And I think also it's a big opportunity if people start to use this to, to find out more even about their own horse. Well, your whole report is going to be on our website, horsehour.co.uk. So you can have a look and, um, and, and have a look at Druid's points. And, and also, you, get, do, you said you give advice on there on how to train your horse. So take this audio version and go and have a go with your horses. I think I'll have a go with Blackjack. I think it'll be fascinating. <laughs> we might film it and see how he gets on. And you can give me pointers, Druid. Um, <laughs> no, Amy, that was the wrong section there. <laughs> it was too soon. Um, but yeah, no, this is amazing. I can't wait to hear what you come up with next because I think you're full of ideas and um, to see what other studies you come up with Chirik because I think this could be the future. (laughs) I really 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 hope we get something good things kicking because it's so fun to work with horses and it's so fun to have a horse. I really recommend everybody to have a horse. No. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. It's good therapy. Another study came out the other day, actually, that said um, that uh, horses for humans. We again, there's something that we know, but they're you know they're really good for our psychology and being out in the air. It's really yes. good for fitness, and and eighty percent of equestrians are happy when they've been with their horse. Well, I'm surprised yes. that it's only eighty percent. I would have expected it to be ninety five percent. You, we all have the odd bad day with our horse, but generally we come away with a clear head and feeling a bit better. The good thing is actually you can't ride a horse or work with a horse and be very, you know, very tense or, you know, hard, you know, stressful because it's really, really decreasing the the relationship and performance. Mm. But I actually also like a lot of these studies that have been done with girls, since I'm a girl. <laughs> I think it's really impressive that they have shown now so many times you get more you know, assertive girls, you get more female leaders, you actually get a lot of, you know, these more feminist, uh, you know, positive feminist things mm. going by having a horse. And of course, to be uh, someone on top of, you know, half a ton of uh, pure muscles, of course, you get assertive and you take decisions fast when things <laughs> are kicking. So, so I think it's really, I have always thought this has been underestimated. The, the real the, the effect of having uh, you know the the relationship with a horse because dogs are okay you get good uh, cardiac effects of having a, uh, uh, both the horse and and dog mm-hmm. but you don't get this assertiveness and uh, you know strength self- yeah 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 strength for sure you get strong you lift like how many 20 <laughs> kilos a day no but problem you get, you get inner strength too i think you know when oh, it's yes. just you and one and you and a horse mm. and you have to deal with them and 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 not only are they your responsibility mm. but they could kill you um yeah, you yeah. do get this this little voice from inside a, a nice sweet girl i heard the other day a lovely lovely girl i mean she's so sweet and she's so quiet and she wouldn't say boo to a goose and then the horse bucked and she went hey and I thought where, where did that inner inner voice yeah, come from exactly that exactly that to, to sort of have okay not okay 
and and sort of to be clear and and transparent about what that's really good really good training for girls Mm. well Jared, it's been a complete pleasure talking to you thank you so much and and congratulations on your study yeah thank you thank you thank you it's really it's fun to have sort of done something that people actually paying so much attention to Mm. I just love horses. <laughs> but I want to thank you on behalf of us equestrians as well, because we finally have a piece of paper that we can say, this is proof. <laughs> We're not insane. <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so head to our website, horsehour.co.uk, and you can read Turid's study. And you also, should we give a mention to the other researchers and scientists Absolutely. too? Absolutely. They are the brains behind it all because they were the ones contacting me. And uh, I would never have done anything of this unless they have asked me, how can we solve this problem? So who joined you? Who are the other scientists? Um, Cecilia Medel, she is at the Norwegian Veterinary School. And we have Grete uh, Jørgensen, she is at the UMB, and Knut Ebø, who is always at UMB, that's University uh, in Ås, in the south of Norway. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yes, and good luck with the blackjack. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. See you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 